We welcome back our Queensland and Northern Territory schools to week one this week, and we hope you all enjoyed your first week back. And to those schools still on holidays, we hope you're enjoying your well-earned holiday break. Tom is still on holidays. This is his second week of holidays this week, and he's back in the office next week. Uh, we've been preparing for National Boarding Week this week, which we're super excited about, and we hope all of our schools will jump on board as well. Well, we're supposed to be doing a review at Scott's PGC and a GDU care workshop at Nudgee College this week. However, COVID struck again with Richard becoming a close contact, so he's now in isolation for seven days. Uh, this week's podcast, I spoke with Head of Boarding from Holy Spirit College, Trent Gorey. Uh, it was great listening to Trent discuss his journey from being a boarder at St. Brendan's College to then working back at St. Brendan's after school. Uh, Trent discussed how he fell in love with boarding um, and, and the mentors that he's had along the way uh, so far, which helped him to go to, to find that love for boarding. We spoke about the different roles Trent's been in to now being at Holy Spirit College, where they're really focusing on the transitioning of kids. Trent spoke the need to be continually upskilling and improving and where this comes from. Uh, we discussed changes in boarding over the years. Uh, Trent spoke about his time being a boarder and how that's changed to, to now. Um, we also spoke about the future of boarding and what that might look like. Uh, finally, I love Trent's top five attributes a person in boarding needs to have. So Trent, thanks to you and I hope everyone enjoys this. Welcome and welcome. We're about to launch into the ABSA podcast series called On Duty. Thank you for joining. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to the ABSA podcast series called On Duty. Speaking with our very special guest, head of boarding from Holy Spirit College, we have Trent Gorey. Trent, thanks for joining us. No problem, Jared. Mate, we'll get straight into things. It's uh, We're recording this in your school holidays. I'm sure you'll be... Uh, yep. You're enjoying a well-earned rest, and uh, we certainly appreciate you talking to us during the holidays. No problem, mate. It's good to be on board, mate, for Sporting School Australia, and I appreciate your time, mate, because I know you are very busy within the board school aspect of our schools. We'll get straight into things, Trent. Um, I'd love to hear a bit about your background. Whereabouts did you grow up? Yes, yeah, so I grew up in Rockhampton, uh, just, just outside of, obviously, St. Brennan's College, Yapoon, where I did my schooling. Uh, from there, obviously, I went through the boarding ranks all the way through to grade 12 and graduated. Spent a bit of time at the uh, at the National Rugby League. Uh, spent a bit of time at Abergarry College, St. John's College, Tiwi College, St. Brennan's College, Yapoon, and now I'm at uh, Holy Spirit College in uh, Cooktown. Yeah, very good. And did you enjoy your time at St. Brendan's as a student? Mate, it was, really, it was really good going as a student and then coming back as a staff member. That was... <laughs> That was a different aspect to uh, boarding life when you go from a student then back to a staff member at the same school. That was, I, I, I don't know, that was really different, meeting the teachers who were there when you were there and then going back and obviously having to work with them. That was just mind-blowing, to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. I bet it was. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in, in a, bit, in a moment, um, a little moment, Trent, because I'm keen to hear about how you, how you got into, into boarding and into, into education. Did you always know that you wanted to end up in education? It was no, actually, it was funny. I finished school, and obviously, everyone does. They get a bit sick of school unless you go to university or you get a trade. But I went into into a boarding boarding school at uh, Saint Teresa's Abergarry for a little bit when I finished school, and then I went into the into the National Rugby League. From there, I I was actually going through um, when I was going through Abergarry College when I was at the NRL working out of Mackay. I went through 
Charles Towers up through those right uh, through those areas and went through St. Teresa's and popped in to see an old friend at St. Teresa's Abigail and bumped into a fight, Father Pius Jones. And I was um, interested in a, in a different pathway through through work. And and he said, oh, well, mate, I'm going up to St. Brennan's College after Abigail. You know, do you, do you want to come up and join me? And I said, I was, I was said, yeah, no problem. I'll come join your staff at St. Brennan's College. And from there, there we go, mate. I ended up through the ranks of head of boarding and assistant head of boardings, and I ended up at Holy Spirit. So it's been a great journey, mate, to be honest. Yeah, awesome. And we'll, we'll start at St. Teresa's, um, where, yep. of course, where you work, St. Teresa's Abigail. Tell us about your time yep. at St. Teresa's. What, what challenges did you go through at St. Teresa's? St. Teresa's was going through a very difficult time. There was a high level of, of turnover, obviously, yeah. as we all do, trying to find boarding staff. And I started there as a, as a young little, little tucker and going through, I think I was about 18, 19, 19, I think I was 19 there. And, mate, it was a um, different experience. Obviously, finished high school and working for another school, it was, it was a different aspect in life and, and obviously earning a full-time wage. It was exciting. So, mate, I enjoyed Abigail. It was a great school. It's, it's got lots and lots to... Uh, to accomplish at that school, and I think it's it's, go, it's going Jesus going gangbusters up there. They've done a really good job there when Father Price and Rob Corboy was there. They've done a fantastic job out of that school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, you mentioned Father Price uh, took you over to, to St Brendan's, and you became the assistant yep. head of boarding there. Um, I know you looked after the rec program and a few other things. Um, yep. Can you share with us your time at St Brendan's? Uh, I know you mentioned. Yeah. I know you mentioned you, you went to the school as well. So can you talk a little bit on that experience for us? Yeah, so I was at St. Brendan's College as, as recreation officer and also assisting Father Pice with day-to-day operations when required. Uh, it was a great journey there. It was a, it was a, going from a remote school working with full Indigenous kids to a, a mainstream school was was quite different as well and, and having students that were there because their parents were pushing them to go there. So it was a great insight you had Clontaff there you you had all different aspects of ab study and students were there from the farm it was a, it was a very good school with, with multicultural and as well as kids from all different backgrounds and there was a there was never a, a dull moment there especially with with being the first recreation officer at St Brennan's College it was it was tough at first because they, they've had no programs there where every single day it didn't change for when I was at school they still did rocky shopping they went down and watched footy and that was it there was no real program and and any aspect of St. Brennan's College. So to start the recreation program up there was was a good challenge. And with riding bikes and weekends, going shopping, camping, fishing, you know, you name the different activities we could do there was was mind-blowing. And I wish I had that when I was at school. And I think a lot of boarding schools now are going down the track of having recreation officers because the days of just going down and watching footy or doing something, it's gone. They've got technology now. It's just becoming a real addiction technology. I bet the boarders would have loved that, mate, with you introducing all those types of things in. Oh, mate, I love camping. They just love, especially the, the bush kids, they love getting out, out and about, especially working in farms. They just thought it was mind-blowing. But unfortunately, as we do, the staff, there's a amount of risk assessment you have to do, and that was always enjoyable. Trent, who helped you find your love for boarding? Mate, I, I really enjoyed being a student at boarding school, and it wasn't probably... After St. Teresa's Abigail and St. John's College in Darwin, going back to the NRL because I love NRL and then finding that lost within the NRL with you going with the same different kids. So just the different kids every single week, you're coaching different kids and then finding the rhythm going back in the boarding. I fell in love with you with the same kids majority of the time through to grade 12. You might have a couple in and out, but the same staff, same same organisation was really rewarding and seeing kids succeed. And 
And probably another part of that was, as I said, was a mentor of mine, Father Pius Jones. He was outstanding with, with preparing me for my journey as head of boarding, being that experience that he set me up to where I am today, to be honest, because of his mentorship. Mm. Oh, that's lovely to hear. Um, I'm keen to hear a little bit more about your time at St. Brendan's this, as a staff member. Yep. Uh, I know you touched on it at the beginning. It was really yep. different from when you, from, you know, going there as a student to then going back as a yep. As a staff member, tell us tell yep. us how you dealt with that. Um, going back as a student, I suppose it was more, you know, you were put into routine. Where as a staff member, you put those students into routine. Um, <laughs> it was it was different because at my time we had flip flop phones. You know, everyone you'd have hundreds of people in the over watching rugby league and footy and and all different sports. And now they you can't get them off the playstations, Xboxes, TikToks, Snapchats. It's a different era. It was it was different when you go right there, and you have to be responsible, and you have to be energetic, and 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 policies and procedures. Whereas a student, you just it was just you go to school and you do your schoolwork and you go home. <laughs> that was it, mate. We'll keep moving on because um, you're, yep. you're you're now at Holy Spirit College in Cairns. Um, tell us about your time there. You're enjoying it. I'm loving it. It's a, it's more of a transition school, Holy Spirit College. So we get the, the students who struggle to fit fit into a, a mainstream school and prepare them for life back into school, or if they're not ready for school, we get them ready for a trade or something outside. It's I've I've got 32 boarders at, at Holy Spirit College, boys and girls, and it's and it's always a um, interesting format and and social aspect for the students. But it's really a mainstream getting them ready for mainstream, and we we transition them into those schools. So we work with. With Ab studying, we work with students from Groot Island as well, all over Arakoon and Pomparao and, and those communities and trying to get those kids engaged back into school so we can get them back into the mainstream aspect because obviously you don't want kids on the street, you want them in school and that's and that's our role is to get provide them an opportunity to have an education that mm. it may not be what normal schools do, but we provide some sort of education for them. Mm. And where do you where do you attract your kids from? Well, we take kids from anywhere in Queensland. We've got obviously Groot Island students, but we take them from anywhere. Disengaged students who, who can't get back into school, we run an alternative program and that's that's our job to take students who are struggling to, to fit back into school for any any reason that, that is. So, mate, we take just about anyone who needs an education who can't fit back in. They might be, you know, might have been excluded from a school, might be, you know, they they live too far. Might be they can't get into a school because they're worried about the COVID nineteen. So we take students for any reasons that they require. We we have a criteria, but we we try to fit in that criteria of those families. Mm, fantastic, that's awesome. You mentioned uh, Father Pius has been a mentor so far um, throughout yep. your career. Have you had have you had many other mentors so far, Trent? Yeah, I had Ron Armstrong from from TCC. He was he was a bit of mentor back in the day. He was my actually. It was my head of house back when I was at St. Brennan's College. Um, there's been, obviously, you, you have a few through the boarding school ranks, but, mate, I suppose between, you know, those, Ron Armstrong and, and Father Bryce Jones, you, you have obviously other boarding staff within your school, but they're the main ones. And, I, and I'm a massive believer that as heads of boarding, we should be trying to, to upskill our own staff to take over those roles because that's the biggest struggle in boarding school is getting staff. And if we promote staff within our schools, that's the key to, I, I believe, to having good, successful boarding staff is promote within and, and try to keep those staff because having a, having a mentor is, is huge within boarding because now we see heads of boardings from all aspects of life with, with no boarding experience. They're just very good managers. Mm. So, that, yeah. 
Yeah, big time. And you mentioned, you know, you're a big supporter of, of upskilling there. And, and I was, because it's a good segue, because I was keen to talk about staff training and standards, which I know you're, you're a big supporter of. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about where your passion uh, comes from, from that point of view? Yeah, but with, with upskilling staff, I believe it's essential. Like, I know we've had heads, heads of boarding. We take staff sometimes just straight off the street with no experience in boarding. And sometimes they're the best staff. And then you get staff who are teachers who are great in the classrooms but aren't great in the boarding arena. So, mate, I believe he's massive. Obviously, if you duty care, book one and two. And and I think teacher rating and teaching, they're all links in. We're all one massive community within a school. I've got teachers that come on boarding, boarding that help out in teacher aids. I, I believe, mate, PD's, PD and professional development and all those aspects, they're essential in our day-to-day operations because of being a high-risk risk workforce, you need those kind of skills. You need those tools to be able to deal with all challenges within boarding day and night. Mm, absolutely. Well said. Two questions I always ask on the podcast, Trent. And the first one is, what major changes have you seen to boarding over the years? <laughs> uh, the, the biggest change I've seen was that, yes, yeah, sir, I'm going downtown. See ya. Yep, right, Oak, see ya. That was 10 years ago. <laughs> now you've got rent. You have to sign out and you can't just wander off down the street. Those days are gone. You're required to know where everyone is as a duty of care. And probably the second part is, is technology. God, it's, it's a mission to get them, get it off them. I've got students with five phones sometimes, and I think it's just incredible. Unfortunately, jamming cellular is illegal in Australia, but I'd love to see it legalised. I think it would be the best thing ever. <laughs> um, other than that would probably be, you know, professional development. There wasn't professional development 10 years ago. You know, there was just Joe Blay from who was a farmer wanted to do something different, wanted a job and to come in and work. I, I was a, I was a boarder at St. Brennan's College and we had staff who looked at us from all different varieties of work before they came into boarding. Mm. I think it's, it's a massive, I think the stuff I got away with as a boarder, I, I just go, how did we not be shut down now? Mm. But obviously legislation stuff's changed to how we deal with, with boarders now. Yeah. The second part, the second question I ask, and in a way, it's the flip side to that question. Um, I'd love yep. to hear your, your thoughts on the future of boarding. Yeah, future of boarding. I would love to see an EBA enterprise agreement that actually has a, a set wage for boarding schools and a professionalism like a teaching degree in boarding, even if it was one year. I think boarding staff are highly undervalued. I think they, they do more hours than teachers. And, and in fact, a lot of the teachers that can't control a classroom would be nowhere able to run a boarding house boarding staff are, are, are highly undervalued i feel like they just say yeah those are just boarding staff they're not treated as an actual sometimes employee in an organization they're just treated as just an ordinary person but realistically i think there needs to be a high level even to the point that you pay a boarding staff member as much as a teacher they're invaluable but you look on seek now how many heads of boardings and boarding school jobs are coming up that they can't fill so i think mate massive that's, that's, that's what we need to get to. Mm. We'll keep moving on, Trent. We're going to move on to what we call our Fast Five segment. So this is where we have five questions. Yep. Some are boarding-related, some aren't boarding-related, okay? Yep. All right, mate, question one. What do you love to do in your time off away from the school? Mate, it's a hard one when you live on site, isn't it? You, you, try, to, <laughs> you try to walk away and then you get a phone call saying, help, help. No, I, um, fishing, mate, fishing is always good, spending time for family. Yeah. Um, I, like to, I like to be the fact that, I've always learned from different heads of boardings that it's, it's good just to go to the next town down the road if there is a town. So I, I shoot down there a different town and spend the day there with the family and pay for two nights accommodation just to, just to get away and, and just to make sure you look after your mental health and get away from your workplace because 
as you know, Joe, being in boarding, you, you kind of get sucked in for the 10 weeks and then you get your two weeks, three weeks off, but then you're sucked into getting ready to get back. So, mate, that's what I do to get away. Yeah, and turn yeah. your phone off. Find out always works. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to ask you, have you got a few fishing spots up north, mate? Mate, I don't think there's anywhere. I don't think you can put the rod in anywhere up here and you get a fishing spot. <laughs> so, mate, I don't think there's any bad fishing spots up at Cooktown or Cairns. <laughs> Good call. Question two, your favourite food? Mate, favourite food, steak night. Mate, I love the chefs at Cooktown. It's a bit of any, 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 boarding, any boarding school, mate. The, uh, the steaks are the best place to eat at, mate. I'll be honest, I don't go past a good steak. <laughs> Very good. Question three, your favourite boarding conference that you've attended? Mate, I actually, I've been to a few. Uh, I've been to a few boarding conferences. I, um, I missed the last two because I've been COVID. I think we haven't had yeah. one for a while. Um, yeah. mate, mate, really keen to get to Brisbane. I've, I've booked it. I'm booking in and, mate, really keen to get up there and see how everyone else is going within the boarding realm and, and how, how they have different ideas of, different ways to run boarding houses or, or look after or different policies. So, Jay, really looking forward to August, mate. It's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. We've finalised the program and we're pre- about to launch it, so uh, we're, we're super excited yeah. as well, Trent. Question, yeah. four, question four, your favourite holiday destination? Mate, favourite holiday destination? Sometimes it's just been home, isn't it? But a favourite holiday destination, mate, somewhere overseas. It's been a few years. I'd like to get overseas, but, mate, probably favourite holiday destination would be the Gold Coast, mate, on the surf. Yeah. Overlooking the Gold Coast sunny water, mate, and anywhere there would be good. Yeah. Be nice right now. Good cool. And question five, one thing you wish you knew before you took over as a head of boarding? Mate, probably that you're going to have no life. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, it's, uh, it's always like that, isn't it? It's probably knowing the clientele and knowing the history. Sometimes you don't get a handover as head of boarding. You just take the role and you don't get even a handover. You just get thrown in. Um, Take Holy Spirit College. It's been going for seven years, and I know I'm the second head of boarding in seven years. I had one the first year and didn't really think they needed another head of boarding until recently, where a couple of things went wrong, and then they were, they were desperate screaming out for a head of boarding. So I think value in the head of boarding as well. Mm. We'll keep moving on, Trent, and we're going to move on to yep. our story time. So this is where I'm going to put you on yep. the spot a little bit, but I'm hoping you sure. might have a story that just sticks with your time in boarding. Now, it can be a funny story, a serious story, taking the mickey out of someone. Do you have a story that just really resonates with you from your time in boarding so far? Yeah, I had a, yeah, probably the funniest story, or one of the funniest stories I've had is a student that just didn't really like boarding food, loved takeaway. So he'd, he'd tell me after he finished grade 12, he said, you know, sir, 11 o'clock right before KFC shut, I used to go down to your pen and just get a massive bucket of KFC. You never knew, did you? I went for three years. They've never picked up. I said, not bad. I said, where did you put your KFC rubbish? And, I, and he said, mate, in a staff member's blue bin. That way it wasn't seen. So I thought, mate, four years and you've never, ever been caught sneaking downtown, getting KFC and coming back. And I thought that was just priceless. I think that was just hilarious, mate. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, to finish, Trev. What do yep. you think are the top five attributes a person working in boarding needs to have? Yeah, I think caring. You've got to be caring. You've got to care for the kids. Um, you've got to be there for more than just the money. You know, money is obviously what keeps the world ticking around, but you've got to be there for the right reasons. And as well, probably probably understanding. Understanding if you're working in a sporting school, it's got a high level of culture, Indigenous culture, understanding the culture of the, of the, of the students. Actually talking and sitting down and, and communicating with boarding students. You can't be just a person that just sits down and supervises. You've got to get to know the kids because they respect you more for that. 
And probably the other one is, is actually being willing to take on professional development, willing to actually succeed in boarding school, not just a job that you just take on because you get free accommodation or you get free meals and, and, all, and all those rewards. You're actually there to learn about boarding school and try to get a, a bit of a career in it. So that's the one to me, mate. You've got to be a good person. You've just got to be a good person, able to connect to the kids and families and be able to turn up to work and be and be enjoying it. If you're not doing that, don't come boarding. You know, you're better off just going in a job in another aspect in life. Mm. Well said, mate. And that brings an end to our podcast today. And I just wanted to thank you so much for your time, Trent. I know we're recording this during the holidays, mate, so we <laughs> certainly appreciate you you're giving up your time and talking all things boarding uh, and your journey. So thank you very much. No, thanks, mate. Appreciate everything. And, mate, you know, I hope everyone in boarding school Australia and yourselves in boarding schools, you know, get a better term three because it has been, we've all been stretched in and then hopefully we get past COVID and we get to have a good term three and four leading into the holidays and Christmas. Absolutely. Thanks, Trent. To all the listeners, thanks for joining this week. Don't forget, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on duty on the ABSA website, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of On Duty. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week.